Hey everyone, my name is Maggie Chang. And I'm Elena Cho. And welcome to Gourmand, a show set on empowering the next generation of food lovers and leaders. Ever wondered what it's like to go to culinary school in Paris? Or how about how to veganize a fried egg or balancing school with a passion project like Chez Jorge? Stay tuned for this and more in today's episode. We are so excited for today's guest on the show. We're sitting down with George Lee. He's a student at UC Berkeley and also known as Chez Jorge. He runs a food blog specializing in Taiwanese vegan recipes that's amassed a following of over 500,000 on Instagram and TikTok. Let's dig in. Welcome to Gourmand, George. Yeah, so excited to be here as well. We'd first love to learn a little bit more about your upbringing and how food came into play. Um, I know that you are from Taiwan, one of the best places for food in the world. Um, so definitely love to hear how that factored into your love of food today. Yeah, um, I guess I, well, for as long as I can remember, I've always loved food. Uh, there's this uh, example I bring, always bring is this, uh, there's this photo of me like a six-year-old like decorating a cake which is <laughs> I don't know um I was very surprised to find it as well but I guess that just goes to show how I've always loved food and like u- using my hands to create food um and yeah and fast forward to you know when I graduated high school I went to like culinary school and everything but I can tell you more about that later yeah yeah, yeah. why did you decide that you wanted to go to culinary school it was um yeah so I always love to cook and I, I would cook at home and try to replicate some of the, my favorite restaurant dishes all the time. But I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. And also not a lot of people or not many people in my family are like good cooks. Um, so nobody to teach me either. So I, I just really wanted to learn how to cook. And I had this amazing opportunity to, to go to Paris and you know, tra- travel by myself, live by myself. Uh, it was inspired by uh, an alumni from my high school. Uh, if you know TAS, Taipei American School. Um, yeah, it, she was an alumni of the high school and she went to Paris to, or she also went to the same school as I did, Le Cordon Bleu Paris, uh, to, to learn how to make pastry and stuff. And, and she went back to Taipei to open this cupcake shop that I was, I was really, I really loved, and I happened to connect with her, and she told me about her experience, and that led me to apply. Wow, yeah. So you mentioned that your family weren't huge cooks growing up. Where yeah, did yeah. that interest then in food and cooking came from? Um, was there like another influence, or was it just that you loved eating, or yeah, where did that stem? I think it's a combination of growing up on watching um, food shows i mm-hmm. used to watch master chef a lot yeah <laughs> like gordon ramsay and like, they're like uh, shouting at people um uh and also just really loving like the food scene i think taipei where i grew up is such a big like food the food culture there is definitely like something uh, special and i really love like having street food and you know a lot of my friendships are defined by like our times like you know, being uh, eating street food together or having um, food at these like local joints at like 2 a.m. in the morning. It's just like uh, a way to connect with like friends and family. I've always wanted to go to Taipei, so someday, someday I will. 
and I don't want to say my, my, my family is like a foodie family, even like just, just like to eat. Like, so mm-hmm. like my, yeah, I guess I, I didn't mention, but my, my parents love to eat and like we, we'd go to like yeah, different spots um, and restaurants, like, uh, like a lot of times and try different new cuisines as well. And just like sort of instilled like this, like, like um, drive or like this enthusiasm for like trying new food in me. Um, yeah, they, they, they just big foodies, but they didn't like to cook. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to, so you went to Paris and you went to culinary school. What was that experience like? And especially doing it at such a young age, was it what you expected? Was it, I'm sure it was really difficult also. <laughs> it was definitely like pretty weird. So we had, so our classes were split into two parts. So demo and practical. And the demo is like the chef is in front of us and they, he, he cooks the dish in front of us and we take notes like, oh, like this is in the oven for how long and such. And there's the practical part is the chef is in the kitchen with us and he like yells at us like, <laughs> like oh, get the onions in the pan now. And like, <laughs> um, is it like ratatouille? So a little bit or like I, I usually compare it to yeah, master chef and because everything is timed and usually uh, each class is like three hours and we have three hours to make this really elaborate like French dish um, with a bunch of different components and it's it's just um, really intense and the first day I was there I didn't even know how to cut properly we had a whole class on cutting vegetables <laughs> and I really struggled and I also cut myself several times and I burned myself over the course of the classes too <laughs> what was one of your favorite things you learned how to make you said you made a lot of very complex french dishes yeah um i think one of my favorite dishes i mean my i mean like the whole corner education was not was not like plant-based at all so um i was thinking it was like 98 percent non-vegan or 99 (laughs) percent like even the vegetable we had a vegetable soup dish and even then that one had butter in it one of my favorite dishes at the time like not anymore but at the time is uh this uh beef short rib which is like braised red wine and it was pretty funny because we 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 had to each person like we emptied like two bottles of uh red wine into into the into the pot to make the sauce um it was just it has like really nice flavor and like the uh, like the beef was really tender and everything, and there were like fondant carrots on the side, with uh, like a like an aromatic oil. It's like <laughs> really good. Um, I maybe I could try to veganize it <laughs> one day. <laughs> I what I always hear about culinary school, like you always have to make things and have people taste it. Like, do, were you ever like scared producing like your own food? Were you like one of the youngest people in the class? Oh yeah, I guess I didn't mention I was. Yeah, I was definitely the youngest guy in our class. Like, like uh, I, I think like the chef was like, "Oh, who the heck is this baby?" Uh, like, because everyone is they're like twenty five to like thirty two years old. Um, a lot of them, some some of my classmates or friends at the, in the school were were like thirty two and like had kids and the whole family. Um, <laughs> so being the youngest there. Um, I didn't feel that much pressure. Um, I was just going at it with a pretty like 
it's like I just want to learn as much as I can and definitely like because every like practical like when we had to make the dishes like the the, the chef would eat, like tr- like taste all the elements of your dish and be like oh that's overcooked that is uh, underdone or something <laughs> and definitely that's like stressful. <laughs> yeah it is very stressful but I think yeah, it's a good way to learn as well. I'm, I'm definitely like, if I if I mess up something, I definitely want feedback too because I want to improve. Yeah, and I think just going in with the mindset that you want to learn and kind of soak everything up as a sponge is kind of the best way to learn in these types of environments. So we know that you're a student at UC Berkeley. Why did you decide to uh, pursue an undergraduate degree there rather than pursuing cooking as a profession? I was also considering as like a profession or something that I could add to my profession. Um, always been also been really interested in food science, so like the science part, scientific part of like food, and I also take a pretty scientific approach to my cooking as well, like figuring out why something works other than just like doing it. Yeah, it's it plays into like what I'm trying to pursue also, like like food tech or um, if I were to create like a food product, um, it's not, not only you want to like have a grasp of the science, but you also want to, um, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make the product taste good, right? And like having a culinary background, I think that would greatly benefit like what I'm trying to pursue as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually, I took a chemistry of cooking class in my high school that was offered as an mm. elective and I loved it. And I, when I was applying to colleges, I kind of thought that maybe I would want to do food science somewhere, but there aren't that many schools that have food science programs. Um, what are you studying at Berkeley? Are you studying science and food or? Um, yeah. So there's also no food science program in Berkeley. I'm pursuing like molecular cell bio. Um, Got it. I mean, or like something like biochem uh, in that like kind of ballpark. Um, but I've been involved in, there's this, uh, like in the entrepreneurship center at Berkeley, there's this like alternative meat, um, like lab that I've, I've taken classes and been involved in. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so we're big fans of your blog and your like social media presence and videos and everything. How did that all start and and when did it start? Because I know it was pretty recently. Uh, yeah, I guess it was pretty recently. Um, it started, well, I started my like um, Instagram out of just, I was in this like during the whole pandemic, like lockdown, like at the height of it. It was like end of March, um, beginning of April, 2020. And um, yeah, I was cooking a lot every single day and I begin I mean at first I didn't cook vegan food like my first post or like some like I remember I posted like gyudong like a like a beef rice bowl um, but I was just practicing my food photography and um and video videoing skills and um uh, yeah, I started my Instagram around like April and um, and I eventually started my website or blog where people were calling me to put my recipes somewhere. Um, so I started that like mid-May and then I started posting on TikTok around like, um, I think beginning of September or end of 
August. Yeah, and it's just crazy how like, I mean, yeah, this is like crazy how everything kind of blew up. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever expect it to to reach that level? And was it slow? I mean, I guess it hasn't even been that long, but was it a slow start, or when did that shift kind of happen where it started to really gain traction? It was a it was a slow start. Um, yeah, I I worked really really hard at the start. Um, I, I I still work hard, but I, I worked really hard at the start to 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 like get the just you know when you're starting out like getting the name out there is it's um it's hard. And the first two months, I only had like a thousand followers on Instagram. So yeah, it was I was already very shocked. Like when I reached one thousand, um, I was like that that day like i remember it was like an evening and i was like literally so happy i was like what one thousand how insane is that i think two hundred thousand was like around like august and it would just kind of skyrocketed after that yeah yeah what do you think has been the best part of like running this instagram page and like making all these tiktoks i think it's about like um well, one of it is the people or like people I get to talk to um, or, and just like the, I don't know, just the community. I, I really love like the community and everyone is like really supportive. I think it's, it's also a little bit rare to see like some like a Taiwanese person making like vegan Asian or like vegan Taiwanese cuisine. I haven't really found someone who's like, yeah, doing the same exact thing as me. Um, so yeah, I do encourage if someone who's <laughs> Taiwanese and vegan like to make some make a make videos as well. Um, but yeah, I I just yeah, I find it really a, like a sense of purpose also to to veganize all these dishes so that like people could you know live a more sustainable like in a more sustainable fashion also and like not miss out on all the things that they love to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Could you talk a little more about that vegan focus? Are you fully vegan or or not? And did you grow up that way? And what's where did that interest stem from? I didn't know anything about like I I didn't grow up vegan or I I think I I knew the, what the word vegan meant when I was like sixteen years old. <laughs> but um, after that, I I had friends who were vegetarian and or vegan um, throughout like my high school and they kind of introduced me to, you know, that, that idea. So I was in touch with it, but I, was, I never imagined myself, like, doing, going through all of that. Um, to, yeah, when, when I began my, like, whole, like, uh, blog and stuff, I, I slowly transitioned to uh, vegetarian cooking for a long time. So I would still use eggs and milk and such. And, um, and then after that, I, like, changed to vegan cooking and like my diet has like followed like this same path um so yeah I, I, yeah it's just like i just eat mostly whatever i cook and i haven't like done uh, that much like yeah i, I just yeah, haven't touched like like cut, like processing meat and stuff for a long time mm -hmm. and what is the process i guess of veganizing a dish like how do you go and think about which dishes you want to make and like how to turn that vegan and make it taste good i saw you uh, did a fried egg or something um, oh yeah and i was like wow yeah. that can be veganized yeah um i think almost every i want to say everything can be veganized um but 
well, of course they're like, I mean, just based on the scientific aspect, like, like they won't be the exact same. And I mean, I think, um, you can get pretty close with a lot of things and, you know, of course using process stuff helps. Um, but if you're trying to make it with, you know, um, like accessible ingredients and just like simple processes, definitely you'll compromise like some of the, you know, just, it, it won't be as good as the original, but definitely like, I think a lot of the times I can make it like 80% the way there, which is good, good enough for me. Is there something that you made that like was unexpectedly really good or really not good? Taking the vegan egg thing, for example, um, I, I, that, that took me several tries actually. Um, I started with using like pumpkin puree and stuff as the egg, um, as a, as a yolk part. And then slowly like turned to like tofu and like nutritional yeast and stuff. Um, but uh, I just want, uh, yeah, it doesn't always come out as I want. And I like, try, like try to, uh, reiterate the process or sometimes I think for the egg, I, I made it taste good with, uh, pumpkin puree, but I also, I also think about like the functionality of it. So, um, I made it with the pumpkin puree, but I realized I, I like wouldn't really want to eat it because there's like no protein. And the only reason I'd eat an egg is because if it had protein. So I, I changed it to like the, like the soft tofu and blending it up and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure the science comes into that so much in terms of developing and, you know, it must be so great to have sort of an interesting background in that um, to enable you to really try to pick apart, like what makes this, this texture or what makes this taste this way. Yeah. And I was trying to veganize this like Japanese cheesecake, which is like mostly eggs and yeah, but I, I, I failed like the first few times I did it also because um, I, yeah, I needed to get something that had the, enough emulsifying like property as like the, like the six eggs called for in the, in the whole cake. So yeah, I'm still working on that actually. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, and I'm, so your food photography and your videography is amazing. Also, do you take all of your own photos and videos? I, I do, I do. I, wow. I take all my photos and videos. It's really been like a learning process. Yeah, like I was going to ask. Yeah, my photos definitely were not as good like b before. Um, also videos, like, I mean, <laughs> some of my earliest videos were like just really poor lighting and bad audio and <laughs> just like bad angle and everything. I mean, I can show you guys the earlier videos. I, I've like privated them. I looked at like a lot of the ways different people approach like their food photography and try to take different elements and make them my own. Yeah, definitely. Cause I think like looking kind of back at your photos, you definitely have a distinctive style, which I feel like is really important in standing out on Instagram right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important because yeah, also the yeah, photos and videos, like it's important so that like when someone's like scrolling, scrolling, like when they see it, so when they see your content, it's just like, oh, like that's his. And I think, man, like for food, food photos, I do like a really moody shot or like not, it's like kind of a, kind of a mix between, I don't know, just like slightly moody, but like not as moody as like a lot of the other ones that you can find. Um, yeah, it's just like sort of my own feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an important thing.
Yeah. And what do you think is like next for the blog? Are you going to just continue to make recipes and um, make content? I, I guess one of the bigger projects that I'm working on now is a, uh, like a cookbook. I've been in talks with a publisher. That's um, so exciting. I know it's, it's like the Shay George cookbook. No, it's like my, uh, I'm, I'm going to write about uh, vegan Taiwanese cuisine. So if, if it, you know, goes through the whole book process, like approval and everything, then I'll be writing the book and probably have it published um, by the time I'm, I've graduated <laughs> or like yeah. when I, that, the same year, like 2023. It's going to be yeah. such a beautiful book. I feel like yeah. you have such great photos. <laughs> Do you think you would shoot it or? I, I, I was thinking about doing all, the, all of it myself, but also maybe I will work with someone else to shoot the photos because I, I just, I don't feel like I have enough equipment anymore. It's just like, <laughs> I, I just use like one counter and like a few like torn apart uh, newspaper pieces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it gets old for me. I, I want to like have different props. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have my one marble slab that I can shoot on when I'm home. And then like, other than that, it's pretty limited. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think your photos are also like so beautiful. Like your, oh, thank you. Your block as well. Thank you. All the baked goods. I could never, I could never like bake this much stuff. Vegan baking <laughs> is something else that I have not even tried. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really pretty hard. Um, yeah. To veganize like some traditional recipes, yeah, even just like substituting one egg, like the way it turns out, it's kind of different. Well, yeah, that's amazing. Um, the cookbook project is it, has it been hard to juggle you know, producing all of this content while you're also doing school and, you know, living life as a normal <laughs> young adult? Uh, yeah, definitely been a little bit hard. Um, I don't, I used to try to post like a lot or try to post videos um, like every other day or every other two days, which is a lot um, considering I do all the cooking, all the videoing, all the editing. Uh, myself and also like writing the blog post if I'm writing it down definitely been pretty hard to uh, juggle but I also just really love the process and sometimes I take a break to just um, you know sometimes like when you get into like that motion like repetitive motion is kind of like you kind of lose the sense of like <laughs> it's just like it takes the fun out of, it, out of it so I do take breaks every now and then just to like cook I want to say like just to cook without uh, like photoing or like shooting anything because um, it's kind of also kind of stressful to to be shooting everything when you're cooking. Sometimes I just want to cook for the like enjoyment of it or like just for myself to eat it. Yeah, I think it's so crazy because like we are like on TikTok or Instagram and you see like a 30 second video, but you don't understand like probably hours of work went into shooting like a 30 second video <laughs> it really is like um it really is like hours of work into one video yeah yeah and kind of starting to wrap up do you have any advice for people who are looking to start either a blog or start a food instagram or um some sort of digital um you know start a food something on some sort of digital platform uh in getting started well, one advice is like to really like put yourself out there. Like, um, 
I think for cooking videos, especially like people want to see your face other than just like just their hands. I used to do like top down shot like videos that I just used show my hands. And um, it's yeah, people generally want to see like your face, like because like you want to connect with like your like your person more. I think um, if you're if you're always hiding behind the camera, it's, it's harder for someone to, to connect with you. And it's all about like that interpersonal connection. So definitely like try to put yourself out there. Um, don't be too discouraged by, by like hate comments. I mean, I get hate comments all the time and they, they don't affect me. Like I actually find it fun to read them. Um, yeah, like everything you do, I think almost everything you do like on the internet, there's going to be someone who's like gonna, who's gonna say, have something not so nice to say about it. So yeah, just, just do whatever you like and like, kind of block out the hate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I guess the last thing we have, we like to call the quick fire tasting menu. So we're just gonna ask you a series of questions. So the oh, first I'm, question, I'm pretty bad at this. <laughs> they're all fun and fun. they're easy. Most takes. Um, the first question is, what's one kitchen tool you can't live without? The wok. Next question, what's your favorite ingredient to cook with right now? Tofu. It's pretty incredible what you've been able to make with tofu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I try not to make too much stuff with tofu, but I could literally just make all my videos with tofu. <laughs> There's so much you can do with it. What's your favorite Taiwanese street food? Uh, danbing, egg, the like Taiwanese egg crepe. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of concept street food. Like we always like sit outside and like, have like a like a paper plate and just like with the you know the soy sauce paste jiang you go and it's just like a fun time and i always like order like two or three <laughs> orders <laughs> it's really good and i feel like i already i can guess the answer to this next question but what's one must-have item in your fridge chili oil yeah well, i thought you were gonna yeah. say tofu oh, oh in my fridge oh, I, I didn't want to say the same thing um, <laughs> but i always have chili oil like a, a big jar of it like the homemade uh, chili oil with like uh, like the little like, I guess it's technically like chili crisp because mm. like it, there's like little bits in there too. And finally, who's like a blogger or like someone in the food world that's doing something cool that you want to give a shout out to? Anyone in the food world? That that is so many. <laughs> um, I mean, off the top of my head, I've I've really been inspired by uh, this guy called like avant garde vegan, Gaz Gaz Oakley. I think he already gets a lot of love. But yeah, that's one of the people that I, I, I like watch his YouTube videos. Uh, I used to watch his videos a lot and like it's high, so, so high quality and like just very aesthetically pleasing that I strive to like strive for that kind of standard. Well, this was awesome. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. We're both huge fans of Shea Jorge. And I remember first finding your account when you were at 8,000 followers and just being like, I love this. This is so cool um, since I'm Taiwanese as well and seeing you make Taiwanese dishes. So um, we're very excited to see what happens next with Shea Jorge. That's a wrap on our conversation with George Lee of Shea Jorge. You can find George on Instagram and TikTok at Shea.Jorge. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can keep up with all things Gourmand at Gourmand Community on Instagram. I'm Elena Cho. And I'm Maggie Tang. And this is Gourmand.